1: To another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar Sinai. 33 years and counting. Wow! What a busy day I had in surgery yesterday. This whole week. My first surgery was a man over 20 years ago. As When he was a young man, and I was a younger man, replaced both of his hips. God bless the old technology, but the new cartilage, the plastic we used, is not as good as the plastic we have now. We don't have a rotary phone anymore. We got an iPhone. Things have changed. Things have improved. And that old cartilage surface that we used, the high, highly... Dense polyethylene plastic. It's true the metal is titanium or cobalt chrome. But the cartilage was plastic. Well, if you're in your 40s and you're running around with that old plastic, you eventually wear it out. It's like the brake pad on your car. And I saw him back. He's not having any symptoms, but I looked at the x-ray and he said, you're wearing out the plastic. I could see it. So you and I need to make a date so that I can change the plastic liner before it becomes a problem. Because if you do wear out the plastic, and now the metal scrapes on metal, which I've taken care of as well, because people feel so good, why would I go and have another operation? Well, (laughs) it's a big mess if you don't catch it soon. And I did catch it soon. And it's great. And, you know, he went home the same day. It's just what a world we live in. This major revision surgery of his hip in the morning as my first surgery, and he went home in the afternoon. God bless you. It's such a joy to be a part of the change in technology and the improvement. What a show we have planned for you today. We'll pull the sound bites, and you're going to hear an interesting show today because my guest at 815, Melanie Lynn, thanks to the great Jared Abrams for tracking her down, runs a company that makes... Workout clothes, but not just any workout clothes. These are compression workout clothes. You see it all over. Anthony Davis underneath that Laker uniform, you can see that special kind of T-shirt he wears. The whole idea that you can have a T-shirt or a pair of shorts or leggings that don't just cover your body, but have in the right strategic locations panels of different fabric that give compression is a really new world and game changer in active apparel they have fancy names for all of this well melanie's going to call in at 8:15 because her dad is a big designer of these innovations and she's running the company called virus and i actually wore these compression shorts under my wetsuit this past sunday when i went surfing And it was awesome. So I can't wait to learn more about it with you, compression. But it made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, and my world of surgery. Got to be the same topic, right? Where do you see the power of compression in art, in sports, and in surgery, and certainly in food? Oh, God. I had the best sandwich I ever had in my life this week. And it involves compression. My mouth is watering already. It's a panini, right? That George Foreman grill where you just squeeze the sandwich together, heat it up, and it squeezes it. But wait till I tell you where. I didn't want the sandwich to end. It was just one bite was better than the next. I bought the sandwiches for my whole office on Thursday. Every single bite. Everyone got the same sandwich. There's a whole variety of from this place. Everybody got the same sandwich because it was just so amazing. I can't wait to have it again this week. A panini, grilled chicken, sun-dried tomatoes, pesto, green pesto sauce, melted provolone cheese, and then compressed. Oh, God, it was amazing. I put a picture of it on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see what it looks like. And then later today I'll in the show, I'm going to tell you where you can get it. But compression. Compression in art hmm where do you see that oh my god wait till you hear this story because it's this guy he's playing a trumpet that's been bent by accident and he kept playing the trumpet and this trumpet bent because of the compression made it sound like nobody else's trumpet and his name was Dizzy Gillespie the founder of bebop and modern jazz Here's a song from 1961. You're going to listen and you're going to hear, I've never heard a trumpet sound like that before. Dolly Parker and Dizzy Gillespie from Bebop, 1961. Wait till you hear the story of why Dizzy Gillespie sounds different than every other trumpet player. And it involves the mistake, the accident that led to the compression of his trumpet bending to a 45 degree angle. Except instead of throwing his trumpet away and saying it's useless, Dizzy Gillespie played it and said, Oh my God, this sounds different. What about in the world of sports? Well, we got the Masters going on right now. We're seeing the return of Tiger Woods. You talk about compression to get those fractures to heal in his body. They ain't going to heal if you just leave them alone. The surgery we do, the plates, the screws, the rods, to put him back together again so that he literally is walking out there without a limp is the principle that we have to use in orthopedic surgery, which is compression. But more to the point of golf, there is a term which makes golf Tiger better than everybody else. Jack Nicholas better than everybody else because the idea of compression of the golf ball and the man who came up with that idea of how your swing with the right type of swing will give the right energy and compress the golf ball came from a man named Ben Hogan who liked Tiger Woods at age 35 was in a life-threatening Car accident as well. Broke his pelvis, blood clots, was told he could never walk again, let alone play golf. But Ben Hogan coined the term compressing the golf ball. Here's the Butch Harmon school trying to convey that same Ben Hogan thought. Listen carefully to the word compression.
0: Today I'm going to talk to you about a phrase which you hear quite often in golf commentary especially when referring to how well a player is hitting the golf ball, and that's ball compression. Now, I'm not sure that that many people really know what golf ball compression is. And in describing it to you, I think the best way to, to understand the overview of it is it's the way the golf club efficiently communicates energy to the golf ball. But listen to how this instructor, very knowledgeable in the Butch Harmon
1: School, talks about how the angle of how you should hold the club and the club face and how it hits the ball but in a second i'm gonna play ben hogan saying "Uh uh-uh you better not start with your swing and your arms it's wrong not that this man is wrong he's a great instructor but listen more about how he's focusing on compressing the golf ball by the
0: angle you're holding the golf club now the golf club's moving at the golf ball From different lines that we can see. It's also going to present different areas of energy to the ball, if you like. So, the first thing I would say let's pretend that we're going to hit this right out of the middle of the club face. Okay? So, from there, I want you to think that from the face on, when you're looking at a player from the front, the player can communicate with the ball the following thing.
1: So, listen again, he's going to talk about the angle of attack, the pitch. The blade of the club, different angles, that's what the different clubs mean, a three versus a seven iron. It's the different angle that it meets the golf ball. But you can manipulate that by rotating your
0: arms and your wrist. He can communicate the dynamic loft of the golf club. Now that's the loft that we see at impact. He can also communicate the angle of attack given to the golf ball. If the dynamic loft is kept down and the angle of attack is kept fairly shallow for the golf club that he's hitting, those two energy lines or those two energy vectors, if you like, they're going to communicate with the ball in a very efficient way.
1: Now, before you hear Ben Hogan himself speak, which is just awesome, listen to Gary Player, one of the greatest golfers of all time, talk about all these blah, blah, blah golf lessons, Nobody ever gives credit to the man who actually came up with all these ideas about the swing, Ben Hogan. But that's where the term compression, the value of compression comes from. Here's Gary Player giving credit to the man I want to talk about, Ben Hogan. I think if today, uh, you hear a lot of things about modern day teaching. uh, As
3: though a lot of the things that are mentioned today have just been invented in recent years but really I think the man that knew the most about the golf swing inside out uh, without a question was Ben Hogan and what they're basically teaching today, a lot of Hogan's principles. Ben Hogan. When it comes to the golf swing, there are certainly a number of theories to consider and perhaps you can learn something valuable from each of them. No one has had all the answers, but many feel that Hogan had the most answers. His amazingly popular book, five lessons the
1: modern fundamentals of golf has influenced golf instruction for over 40 years now listen to the man himself this is ben hogan in front of a camera in the 50s black and white and i know it's radio and you can't see it but you will be able to appreciate what i'm talking about the power in sports the power in the game of golf is in compression just like in basketball Coach Dave Miller taught me a long time ago, you may look at Steph Curry's wrist and hand and Klay Thompson, the great shooters, but that's not where the power comes from. The power comes from your feet, the lift in your legs, and when those players get tired, go Austin Reeves going from being a star in Wichita in college, forget about it. You're now playing 82 games, not 30 games. Your legs get tired and therefore your shot suffers. Same thing in golf. All these golf instructors tell you how to hold the club and how to hit the ball. Uh-uh. Listen to Ben Hogan teach us that compression, the power in golf and in every other sport, it actually comes from your feet.
4: Well, the most important uh, thing in a golf swing to me is the movement of the lower body from the top of the swing And if you don't mind, I'll demonstrate. First off, you start down below with your knees and your hips. At the top of the swing, you move the lower part of your body, not your shoulders, the lower part of your body.
1: You hear that? Now listen, here he's actually going to tell a little bit into the segment here where everybody's doing it wrong because they all talk about exactly what you heard, how to hold the club, the angle of attack, the face of the club. No. The compression, the power, the transfer of energy starts with your legs. Then your arms follow. Letting your arms and hands follow.
4: Bringing you into position to hit. But this is the first movement there. Then you release at the bottom. Most people do it entirely opposite. They rotate their shoulders first instead of their lower body. As a result... They come across the ball and hit the
1: outside of the ball instead of the backup. Power in our lives. All of our lives. Everything we do, from me as a surgeon to the world of music and certainly in sports, understanding the power in compression. You're not going to believe what you're about to hear in the next segment. It's Dizzy Gillespie. When his trumpet bent in 1953 by accident, the sound coming out one end of the trumpet changed music forever and created bebop and modern jazz. But what about the other end of the trumpet where you blow into it? Go Google YouTube, Dizzy Gillespie. You'll see on Twitter I put a picture of what his cheeks look like. His cheeks blew up. Didn't weaken his his muscles, but both ends of the trumpet changed music forever. How he looked when he played the trumpet with his cheeks blown up, but also the sound that came out the other end. Compression in the world of art. We'll get into it coming up next. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.
3: Hey, it's Sedano. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m., Saturday mornings.
2: What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
1: The Grand Poobah, the
2: Big Kahuna. Every <laughs> Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. My great Will Arms found us a song written and performed by Stevie Wonder. But guess who's playing the trumpet on that song? That's right. The great Dizzy Gillespie. That's right. Uh, just awesome. Dizzy Gillespie. One of the greatest musicians of the 20th century. A revolutionary. Not afraid to take chances with his craft, with his field. These are the people that you want to embrace in life. The people who go with it. They don't fight back. Your life is so enriched. When you challenge yourself. I could do bunion surgeries all day long. What kind of a challenge would that be? No offense to the doctors who do that. I could just do primary meniscus surgery all day long, but no. Yes, you start to get nervous, you challenge yourself, you take risks as a surgeon, but I got to tell you, the high that you get when you accomplish something great, the surgeries that I did yesterday, one of them. Most people, most surgeons would shy away from because they're hard. They're difficult. But to get someone to walk again without pain, it's just awesome. By the way, the number is 877 espn 877 But I want you to hear the story of Gizzy, Dizzy Gillespie. Where did he first see the trumpet? Well, he was a little kid. The next door neighbor had a trumpet. I remember playing that
4: just a little bit, a little while. And then the boy next door got a trumpet. His, his family bought him one. And then I asked him if I could practice on that. I heard that, and I said, oh. And they let me practice on that. And I never owned a horn until I moved north. And I played all around in high school. I got a scholarship in Larnbury Institute and never had a horn of my own on this played. And when I got to Philadelphia, they went to a pawn shop and bought me one.
1: So when his trumpet gets broken... Someone falls on it, because the way you hold a trumpet in a stand is literally like a pencil comes straight up, vertical. That's how you hold the trumpet. Well, if someone falls on top of it, guess what happens? It bends or it breaks. That's what happened to Dizzy Gillespie. He don't have the money to get a new one. He ultimately did. But this is the most incredible story. He went with it. With the band did you do that yourself? <laughs> nah, 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 nah.
4: I had a straight one. I had one of those long trumpets, you know, brass trump. When did it, when did it go up? That's been about fifteen years, I think. It, it got broke. You know, it was Well, it was a party one time. I was playing at a place called Snooky's on 45th Street in New York, and we had a, it was on January the sixth. I don't know exactly what year. Nineteen fifty-three. Fifteen years ago, and we were having um. Party for my wife.
1: How come I know what year the party is, and Dizzy Gillespie is telling the story? Doesn't know what day it is. And on my day off, on a Monday,
4: and I had a interview program doing that time, and I left my horn on one of those stands, you know, like one of those stands you all know, And two comedians up there, you know, they had all these comedians and went off, and guys playing Saint Servan, you know, And these guys stumpy and stumpy, they were kidding around on the band saying one pushed the other one. And it pushed them back on the horn, you know? And instead of the horn falling, it just
1: bent. It bent at a 45-degree angle. Are you kidding? The bell, the end of the trumpet is pointing up 45 degrees. It looks ridiculous. And it's broken. And it's going to compress the air. It almost won't make the air come out. Well, that would happen if it was a 90-degree bend. But it's a 45-degree bend. Listen to what happens. It was stick, you know, when, when you stick your horn in a and a stand, that the,
4: that stand goes up in the bell for about this much. Ninety nine times out of hundred, if somebody fall against it, it'll fall down. But it just so happened that the angle that he fell back on it, it must have been. The, the, let's see, the valve must have been up this way, and the bottom of the valve must have been this way. If it had been that way, it would have fallen. But it was this way. It's and it's caught. And maybe it caught in his coat or something like that. And it just bent. When I got back, it was sticking up like this.
1: So listen to what he does. Now, what was the first thing was, you thought uh,
4: of? At first, I thought of killing somebody. <laughs> 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 and You know what? i tell I tell, tell you how the first thing I thought of. Illinois Jacket took one look at that horn, at looking at that up, bent up like that, and he left. <laughs> he said, I don't want to be here for the massacre. <laughs> so that's, so I had one, uh, when, when I got it back, the next day I had it straightened out. But I played it that night like that, and it's weird. You could hear immediately, you know, bam, you hear
1: it. Yeah, his yeah, bell is up that.
4: here, you know. I said, look here.
1: So compression changed all of our lives in the world of music because Dizzy Gillespie, like the new tone that came out of the end of the trumpet. But what about the other end, where you got to blow through that compressed 45-degree bent pipe? Your cheeks blow up. Listen to Dizzy Gillespie talk about that.
3: When we were all eight years old, we took band, and they taught us how to play the trumpet, right? And the one thing we weren't supposed to do is puff out our cheeks.
4: Well, the the, the explanation for that is, and through, through the years, this, this accumulated, this condition. It is a condition. Oh, I see. When you started, it didn't go that way. No, no. It's a condition because... Uh... you you puff it out like that. It goes for you right yeah. now. Uh-huh. Well, that... yeah, 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 a little bit at a time, I guess. Do, when, can when I see I... that again? You...
1: He's blowing up his cheeks for the interview in Milwaukee. We are too.
3: My goodness. Is that from the muscles weakening?
1: I
4: don't know whether that, I, I don't sound too weak. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when I do that, boy, I, well, you know, that, that's not a, well, I, I guess it, maybe it's a weakening of the muscle. But let me, tell, let me show you what happens. It, you know, like, you know, you know, you know, in the fireplace, mm-hmm. when you, you get these things, You are know, when that you, When you pull the bellows out, the is- A fireplace, exactly. Blowing on a fire see now when you push those bellows in if you have something over the end of this thing it, it won't it, it it'll just swell you know and then when you say like that the, the note comes out so that's how my attack is you said somewhere that every
3: day this trumpet gets harder and harder. Yeah, to yeah, I, mean, I
4: would think after the years it would get easier.
3: No,
1: man. This is the most incredible, kind of what you're about to hear. This inanimate object, his trumpet. Remember B.B. King? He called his car, his guitar Lucille. She had a name, the guitar. All those drag racing guys, they put a name on their car. These inanimate objects that you spend the rest of your life with, they start to take on a personality. That's what happens to Dizzy Gillespie. Listen to the relationship that he describes with this trumpet.
4: If you live to be a thousand years old, you have never master
1: this boy. It
4: it waits in the chase like this. And looking up at you, That's and when you open you. It, 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 and when you open the case, it says, Do uh-huh. <laughs> you think you're gonna play me?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't be reticent about, you know, like like you, you, you know, that there, and playing the trumpet, you, you have forceful. You say, "Bow!" like that, and you have someone say,
1: Poo, "You know, like." So you either blow real hard or j- blow gently, and he's about to tell you. That trumpet knows that you ain't trying hard, and it won't respond. So sometimes,
4: if you fool around, warming up, you know, and you were saying, mm-hmm, it detects that the trumpet detects it. The trumpet itself detects that. And you say, uh huh. I got. It. And then when you get ready to push, <laughs> it won't. It, it, it won't do it. So you have to. You have to fight it, you 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 you're in a you're a know, bo-
1: boxing match all the time with his, so you fight He it. fights with this inanimate object, his trumpet. But this relationship. Here's more.
3: See, I would think some musicians would see it as a love affair. You know, like uh, like a like a harpsichord player. Yeah,
4: well, you, you ever see... T- Two fighters, when they, when they finish beating the hell out of one another, they yeah. hug. And, yeah. <laughs> That's what I do to them. I'm like, my brother. <laughs> yeah.
3: The thing actually has made you famous, if not rich. That little, yeah. you know, yeah, you are known yeah. all
4: over the world. Yeah, 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 it is. Now you grew it, up. It, it, is, it, is, it is charged daily for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a beautiful man, Dizzy Gillespie. What a beautiful example of compression in the world of art and music and its power. One end making the music sound great, the other end blowing up his cheeks, giving him a distinct look, and really allowing him to do something special. Listen again to Dizzy Gillespie playing that bent horn. Compression in the world of art and music with Dizzy Gillespie. Compression in the world of golf, compressing the golf, board, golf ball in sports. And you don't have Tiger Woods playing at the Masters without compression and orthopedic surgery, getting the two bones that are broken, the two ends, to compress is the only way you'll get it to heal. It's a fascinating subject. And at 8.15, Melanie Lynn is going to teach us about the power of compression in the clothes you can wear and what a difference it makes when you work out in compression clothing, which I did under my wetsuit. Coming up next, let's do some clap revision. The number is 877 espn Let's do our segment where there's a will, there's a way. I want to talk about what happened in the NCAA championship to Armando Baycutt's ankle? It's a simple sprain, and it cost Carolina the championship. What is it that happens in an ankle? I had a good conversation with Tim Charlton and Max Mahalski at Cedars-Sinai this week in surgery, and they told me something about a sprained ankle that will blow your mind. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price Go to your happy price, price Priceline
5: Hey, it's
3: Mace. You know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the
2: Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings, and don't miss Mason in Ireland, back Monday at 1 on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Roberto Clapperio, a fish-tacologist. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I know the ins and outs of a fish taco. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Under pressure, that's today's theme, today's topic. That song is from 1981. Talk about pressure in my life. 1981, when that song came out, I was a second year medical student at Columbia University. Just finished college at Columbia University as an art history major. Can you imagine? And now I'm in medical school with all these geniuses. The pressure to just get through school. Will they find out that I'm not supposed to be here? That's all I thought about. And in the end, just to be able to excel in studying how our body works. 1981. Isn't it funny? Songs just find out the year of the song. It's like a time machine. Transports you back to where you were at that time. I love serious radio for that reason. The 70s on 7, the 80s on 80, on 8. Because they always put in parentheses the date of the song. And as I'm driving around, the song comes on. I see, Under Pressure, 1981. Where was I? It's awesome to go back in time. We can't tell the future as human beings. But we can do the opposite, which is go back to 1981. Remember what it was like and go, I wonder what my life is going to turn out to be. And here we are, 2022. You just predicted the future. If you can go back to nineteen eighty one with that music in your ear, in your ear, it's awesome. All right, Will Arms, this is your segment where there's a will, there's a way. Let's do some clapper vision. The, the number is eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I'll take your calls, but let's let's do this segment that I look forward to every Saturday. All right.
5: Well, uh, first and foremost. Uh, I want to give all my condolences to Lakers fans as our season is officially <laughs> over, unfortunately. We do have one game left. Put but a fork in it. It's done. I know. So, <laughs> so that's tough. And speaking of injuries, in case of anyone's wondering, yes, LeBron, AD, and Westbrook will not play in the final game Gee. for various reasons, so that kind of sucks. But something that you touched on earlier, there was an NCAA National Championship game uh, a few days ago. And Armando Baycott, a uh, mm-hmm. big man for the Tar Heels, had come into the game already with a lingering injury, and then, which was an ankle sprain, and then re-sprained it during the game. And, I mean, it didn't look great at all, but I, I guess ankle sprains hardly ever look good on, on camera. I mean, it, it looks painful. Um, and he tried to play through it, but it seems like... At least in my mind, in theory, if you sprain your ankle and you don't let it heal, it's it's kind of like a wet noodle. It's just going to fold over
1: again, right? So let's do some clap revision, Will Arms. The the elegance of our body. Look at your foot and ankle. Bring your foot up. Bring your foot down. It's a hinge, right? But now try to roll your ankle on your own. Roll it inward and roll it outward. Your flip phone can't do that. There is a rotational component to your foot and ankle. So when your foot is maximally up, right, you're not pressing on the gas with your foot as you drive. Your foot is all the way up. We call that dorsiflexion. The way the bones fit in your ankle, here's a clapper vision. When you go to a shoe store and you decide which shoe you want to buy, the shoe comes in a box, right? You're all familiar with a shoe box. There's the deep box that the shoes are sitting in with that crazy paper that they wrap it in. But I want to talk about the shoe box cover. You know, the, the top of the shoe box and how it perfectly fits without Velcro, without glue, without buttons, without zippers. The, the measurement of the top of the shoebox fits on the deep shoebox underneath. Capiche? You got this, Will? It fits perfectly. The male-female fit of the top of the shoebox on the bottom of the shoebox. That is actually the bone of your talus... Tiger Woods, fitting into the bottom of your shin bone, the tibia. That's how it fits. It looks like the bottom of the shoebox, the talus, and the top of the shoebox is the undersurface of the tibia. But now go and step on the gas with your foot and ankle. Now I want you to flex like you're accelerating your car. That's called plantar flexion. Basically, the bottom of the shoebox is separating from the top of the shoebox. And guess what happens? The bottom of the shoebox, in its back portion, where your Achilles tendon is, versus the front, the bone itself, is as though you pushed in the back of the shoebox. It's more narrow than the front of the shoebox. So guess what that does? The sh- the cover of the shoebox... Doesn't kiss the bottom of the shoebox as tightly because it's more; it's been pushed in in the back. So when you step on the gas, planar flex. There's wiggle room, capish? It's it's more sloppy, floppy, mm-hmm. and that's what happens every time you see a player, whether it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Armando ba- Baycott, every, Steph Curry. Every person you'll see, because we all get to watch live sports, when you see a sprained ankle, look carefully now. Now I'm giving you orthopedic eyes to look at, to look with. You will always see that the ankle and foot are slightly bent. They're slightly plantar flex. You will never sprain your ankle when your ankle is maximally dorsiflexed, when it's up. You will break your ankle. You'll break the bone in that position But what happens is the way the design of the ankle is, it allows for play, sloppy. We want that floppy sloppiness because that's what gives you the ability to rotate inwards and outwards. But if you now roll your ankle in that position, whack, you're going to tear the ligament. And the reason it's so interesting with Baycott, Armando Baycott, is because exactly what you said, Will. He sprained his ankle the game before, beating Duke. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He sprained his ankle. So he already damaged the receptor that lives in in the ankle. This is electronics. That signals to your brain to fire your muscles to rotate your foot back into position. He lost that signal. In that mild sprain against Duke, the game before. So now he goes to play against Kansas. Alan Sliwa, figuring out that Kansas would win and beat the whole (laughs) station. God bless that guy. Does that mean he knows more about basketball than George Sedano? Uh, I'm sure Alan Sliwa would like to say that. (laughs) But anyway, because he did. God bless you, Alan. You figured it out. But in that Kansas game... Baycott is out there with an ankle that, yeah, maybe the ligament isn't completely torn, but he doesn't have the electronics anymore. That's what gets injured in the sprain. So you watch. He barely rotates his ankle over. Bada-boom. Now he's out. He's done. And once again, which is the value of the Weekend Warrior show in the landscape of sports in this city and everywhere else, is injury actually decides who wins the championship. It has nothing to do with who the star is. It's who's healthy and what injuries occur. That's the value of this. you got to understand the anatomy. And then you're going to know who's going to win the championship. So that's what costs them. But now you understand why. Good LeBron James, don't play. You will only hurt yourself. If you come with a mild sprained ankle, I don't know where the word mild comes from. A sprain is a sprain. It's a tear to the ligament microscopically. And what you hurt is the electronics, which is significant. And now you understand why. Okay? Make sense?
5: I mean, hopefully it doesn't turn into a Steph Curry-like situation for Armando where going forward he doesn't have a, a sort of chronic ankle issue. Well,
1: here's the good part about orthopedic surgery because I can fix that. How? We can either reattach the torn ligament back to the bone with suture anchors, which we I do all the time, or you can rebuild with a brand new structure, Chrisman-Snook procedure. I love that operation, where I can take a tendon, part of your peroneus brevis, just half of it. You can easily spare it and drill holes like a Tommy John surgery in the elbow. Mm-hmm. You can rebuild either a modified Brostrom or a Christmas Snook. These are names for different elegant surgeons who put their name on these procedures so that Steph Curry, who full-on ripped his ligaments, had it fixed, and look, he's playing again. So this is why I became an orthopedic surgeon. You can save someone's career with an operation. It's awesome.
5: Yeah. Well, speaking of saving a career, uh, quickly... Because it is Masters weekend and in the spirit of, uh, lots of surgeries, Tiger Woods, uh, one of my favorite golfers personally, has had a lot of surgeries, uh, in his career, especially as of late, um, backs, uh, ankles, I mean, knees, you name it, this guy has gone under the knife for, uh, the car accident that he had. I thought he, his, his career was over. Uh, compound fracture in both legs and on top of everything else he had endured and his age, uh, I, I thought for sure he was done. But here he is making the cut at the Masters, and so I'm wondering, at this age, given everything that he's gone through, with the amount of torque that he puts on his body with his aggressive swing and fast club head speed, and not to mention that now he's dealing with the side effects, whatever those may be, of those compound fractures that he had in that car accident. What does his prognosis look like going forward? Can he sustain this, possibly?
1: Yes. If you're betting man, woman you better bet on tiger woods to win the masters because he is not only an elite athlete in what he can do with his body what i've learned after 33 years of operating on elite athletes and taking care of them is they heal as elite athletes what you're seeing and again talk about today's topic compression long time ago we learned hey you break a bone some guys some women, they can heal because if you get the bones to kiss and compress, yeah, there's a natural healing, which, by the way, is also electronic, and that's a, I could do a whole show about that, of, of the crystal that is bone, and it sees the electronegative compression, and that stimulates the osteoblasts that make calcium in our bone to heal. We learn that. We learn compression does something special. And that is what all of our surgeries are in fractures. Plates, screws, it's called, an, uh, um, well, I, I, can get it, I can do a whole show about it. But we want the bone to compress because that's what we learn from the natural healing. So rods and plates and screws are all about getting it to compress. And that's what happened to Tiger Woods. That, those surgeries maximally compressed that bone and it healed. So look out, everybody. He's back. The tiger is back. Made the cut. Wait till you see what he does in these next two days. It will blow everyone's mind, and it's going to blow everybody's mind. But compression, the power of it in everything we do in life, at 8.15, we'll get into it in, believe it or not, the clothes you can wear. But wait till I tell you about food, the greatest panini in Los Angeles that I had this week that you're going to have. Oh, my God. A compressed sandwich. We'll get into it. But let's do some Clapper Vision with some callers. We'll do it coming up next. The number is 877-710-ESPN. The lines are lit up. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.
5: Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip.
3: Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN.
2: What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Soon to be a major motion picture. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Without a good hip, you ain't hopping, that's for sure. (laughs) Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Those are the Andrew sisters. He's talking about blowing the bugle, blowing the trumpet. During World War II, where my father fought in the black forest of Germany so that all of us could live in a country like this in freedom. I do this show every Saturday because my dad loved the radio. And for me to be able to be on the radio... You may be hearing it, but I'm hoping in some small way up in heaven, he's still hearing it. The traffic reports, all the stuff that he loved. Something special about the radio. All right, let's take some calls. The numbers is 877-710-ESPN. Let's do some Clapper vision. Let's go to Ron. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help?
3: Hey, um, hey Dr. Clapper. Um, Wait a minute. How
1: old are you? What do you do
3: for a living? Dr. Clapper, I am 67 years old, and I was, like, oh. retired. And I remember you telling me in your office, you don't want to retire, Ron. Just keep working. <laughs> but I didn't listen to you. But anyways, now <laughs> I'm sort of back to work. part time. So you did listen contact, to me. <laughs> doing what I did before. I'm in supply <laughs> chain. So you
1: so you did listen to me.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, my wife helped me. She says, when oh, and I got a call, you know, say, hey, you want to come back, ask your wife? She says, yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> there I went.
1: Listen, best decision you ever made, trust me. As my mother used to say, Ron, about retirement and everything else in life, Ron, say yes to everything in life. Don't worry. The world will tell you no enough. Trust me. You won't be able to work forever. God forbid you're going to have some injury. Something will happen. Then you can't work anymore. That's when you'll stop. But to do it and end it short artificially, particularly if you're good at it and you love it, Are you kidding me? That's why people ask, are you going to retire, Dr. Clapper? No, I'm not going to retire. As long as God gives me the strength to keep going, I love what I do so much. And now, after 33 years, 16,000 surgeries. It's just an amazing intimacy. I go to Cedar sinai where I've had my entire career, and I love my hospital, where I get to do magic. In the operating room, and seeing patients, I'm never going to stop. Well, how can I help you? What's up with you, Mister 67 year old? Well, um, actually, the only thing that doesn't hurt
3: on me is the knee you uh, replaced for me, <laughs> my right knee. But, um, but then, you know, I've got a, I developed a bone spur down at uh, where the Achilles tendon is. Yes. And um, so, anyways, I had this treatment done, and it sort of fits in with your show today. And I set my clock to make sure I woke up and I wanted to call in and ask you about this. And it's what it's called is myofascial acoustic compression. Mm-hmm. And I had that used on my um, on my bone spur down there. Mm-hmm. And I really think it, it could be possibly that it treated it. I mean, I was, I was hearing from another uh, doctor, oh, we'll probably have to lift off the Achilles tendon, you know, chop out the bone spur, long healing process. And then I, is this lucky that I, I got this other uh, found this other doctor to use this new type of treatment?: Well, let, me, get, let me give you
1: a, a clapper vision for what the fancy Schmancy terms of acoustic compression really means. Um, the Well, what's the ultimate acoustic compression that you're, we're all aware of as a clapper vision? It's a drum and a drum stick. You know, you can either bang the drum, that big one, boom, and it makes a sound, or you can be elegant uh, with the way a drummer can, you know, hit the drumsticks and create that beautiful sound of what a drummer sounds like. That is acoustic compression, because when you bang the stick onto the drum, your, your ear hears that compression, if you will, and it's actually pounding away at the air. When you use sound waves, it's almost like a microscopic deep massage. That's really what's happening. Your eardrum is getting hit by the airwaves, and it becomes an electrical signal to your brain. That's what hearing basically is. It's called an eardrum for a reason, because it's just like a drum. So when you take the ability, a machine that allows you to have pop, 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 very lightly, microscopically, but it's still, it's pop, 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 just like the drumstick hitting the drum. But you do that with sound waves through your skin. It's it's in essence a deep tissue massage with sound waves. That's about the best way that I can describe it. And so think about it. A 67-year-old man is developing a bone spur where the tendon attaches to the bone. The Achilles tendon not only allows you to lift off the ground, but it also, and that's concentrically loading your calf muscle, but it also allows you to land softly from a jump. The landing softly is the muscle is firing as it's being elongated. That's called eccentrically loading the muscle and the tendon. Well, in a 67 year old guy, Trust me, you've got althacacaritis. You're not a young man anymore. You're not elastic. So what happens is microscopically the attachment site of that tendon to the bone is tearing. It's then bleeding. And as it tears and bleeds, because it's not stretchy anymore because you're an althacaca, that microscopic tearing bleeds and calcifies Here's another clap revision. It's almost like lighting a candle. It gets hot, the wax gets warm, and you can now pull the candle and make it longer because it's been heated up. Well, the reality is, is the tendon attaching to the bone rips microscopically, bleeds, and then calcified. It's almost the elongation of a hot, warm candle, and that's the calcification of the bone spur that you're seeing. There, because of the microscopic tearing. The sound waves that you had is a deep tissue massage that comforts that microscopic tearing because it really can't elongate elastically. And that's basically what you're doing with the sound waves. You're deep tissue massaging it. So it's not a crazy idea. Um, You better still. Do your stretching exercises of your Achilles tendon, pushing off against the wall, making your foot flat. There's all kinds of great, elegant exercises that you can do because it'll come back again because you're 67. But if you now feel better with the sound wave treatment and still do your stretching exercises, you will avoid doctors who want to give you cortisone shots and stem cells and PRP and even doctors who want to do surgery for it. And they're out there. This crazy, broken medical system we have, I don't get paid to talk to you right now. I only get paid to do a procedure, to operate on you. So that's unfortunately where all the emphasis is in making drugs that you can charge for, doing procedures you can charge for. Nobody gets paid to give you advice. That's why I love doing this show. I actually, the softest pillow to sleep on at night is a clear conscience, can you believe it? I actually enjoy telling you what to do for free. How great is that? Go watch Go watch the Benjamin Franklin uh, thing going on right now with Ken Burns on um, KCET or whatever this the PBS television is. Because Ben Franklin was asked, you come up with all these ideas, Ben Franklin. Don't you want to patent them? No. They're for the good of humanity. You should do things just for the good of humanity. That's how I feel. So, so yes, I'm glad you had it done. But keep doing your stretching exercises, and you will not need surgery on your ankle.
3: Okay, because um, I, you know, it sort of sounded like the um. By the way, did would, the like, clapper visions throw help you? Away. I really didn't do that. I just was a uh, Did the clapper visions help you,
1: Ron? Did the clapper visions help you? Yeah, I
3: mean, I'm talking like a candle. What happened to me? Yeah, so I have uh,
1: (laughs) good. (laughs) You're on fire. That's why there's no R in that word. F I A H, fire. That's what you are right now.
3: All right, Doctor Clapper. Well, I thought it was strange that you're talking about compression today, and that's what I wanted to sort of ask you about if it's a real deal or not. Anyways, the doctor I went to, he listens to your show and he agrees with the. you know, by your cortisone, you yeah, know, good. avoiding that and everything. So he says, I must be in good hands here. So exactly anyway, right.
1: listen, Doctor- man, you take, you find a total stranger t- today. You do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. All right. All right. You take it easy. God Goodbye, you. Mr. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, Ron. All right. Warriors. Joy. It is the rest of you'll have to hang on the line. We're going to take a break. Coming back. I'm going to tell some stories. Compression. In the world of art, the world of sports, and my world of surgery, because at 8.15, my guest, Melanie Lynn, thanks to Jared Abrams, we're going to talk about her company, Virus, which makes compression active clothes, different panels in the fabric. Fascinating. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.